0: Well, hello, everyone, and welcome back to Alzheimer's Speaks Radio. We're going to have a wonderful conversation today, uh, talking with uh, Second Wind Dreams. But before I introduce you to our guest, I always like to give some shout-outs. First of all, um, for those of you that are new, welcome aboard. Alzheimer's Speaks is about lifting all voices, so we interview People in the trenches all around the world, from those diagnosed to those that um, are caring for a loved one or are professional carers, a variety of businesses, researchers, advocates, um, and so much more. We've even had kids on here doing amazing work. So, you know, think about your story. Maybe it's time you share it. Um, we'd love to help you do that. Uh, just reach out to me at radio at com For um for again, people that are new we we're really about sound bites um or we're really about sound news, not just sound bites. We like to have we just like to have real people who have a lot of simple solutions out there that can really help support you you know on your journey and one of those things uh that can support you on your journey is something called dementia Map. It's a global resource directory, and we invite you to be part of that. <clears throat> You can access that for free. You don't need to sign in and remember a password, none of that, so you're not going to be tracked or bothered or spammed or scammed. Um, and for those that are listening that have resources, uh, we have both free listings and um, enhanced listings. So, again, just talk to me on that and I can get you, get you more information. If you're in Minnesota, you can still come to an event I'm doing uh, later this afternoon at 4 p.m. Central Time that um, the Waters of White Bear is sponsoring and we're gonna be doing a presentation in person in their community room and masks are required. Uh, but you know, go ahead and check that out. You can always call uh, 651-313-6446 uh, for more information on that and then also um, there's some other upcoming events that are happening as well. Um, Two are for support and so one I want to mention is uh, a support group for care partners and that takes place the last Wednesday of each month at 10 a.m central that is in person at the Shoreview Parks and Rec Center and that is sponsored by Brookdale North Oaks. And then Arthur Senior Care um, has been sponsoring us forever on the second and fourth Wednesday of each month, and um, that is a virtual memory cafe, and you are more than welcome to join us. Again, that's 1 o'clock Central, so that'd be 2 o'clock Eastern time. And then there's a couple of international conferences that I think you'll be interested in. The Plymouth International Virtual, Virtual Dementia Conference is happening October 27th. November 3rd and November 10th. And they're going to be talking about the challenges and solutions in a COVID world. And then also the Dementia Research Charity Brace is having their conference on November 2nd um, called Together for Dementia. And they are going to have, again, just tons of speakers from around the world. So, Check both of those out. You can find more information on our main website, which is alzheimerspeaks.com. We're going to hear from the footbar walker, and we're going to be right back with our guest. Introducing the life-changing footbar walker.
1: I'm Peggy from Danville, Kentucky, and I'm 91 years old. The footbar walker revolutionized my care of George. The saving that I made from having to put him in a nursing home came to about $192,000 TheFootbarWalker.com. Peggy, would you recommend the Footbar Walker?
0: Do I ever. I would not be in the health that I'm in today
1: at this age had it not been for the Footbar Walker.
0: You know, I love that Footbar Walker. And now um, you can get a discount of $50 on that if you go to Dementia Map. And you can purchase the Walker for one ninety nine ninety nine. What a heck of a deal, too remove um, that possibility of injury for both the patient and the care partner. Now, as promised, we're going to be talking with gerontologist um, Mallora and uh, Jackson, and she is also a dementia educator. She is part of the virtual dementia tour. Uh, She's a clinic manager uh, for Second Winds. This company does just a ton of different things, and we're gonna learn all about that from her. So, welcome to the show, Melra. How are you doing today? Oops, let's see. We were having technical difficulties here earlier. Let's try this again. Let's
1: try this again. There. You, I think oh, I can you're can you can hear me now. now. <laughs> okay, I can hear okay, you now. Okay. <laughs> <all right. laughs> Wonderful. Thank you.
0: Well, I'm thrilled to have you on the okay. show um with us today, and I'd like okay. to start by Asking you if you've been touched, you know, personally um, by dementia Mm -hmm. in your own family
1: or circle of friends. Oh, yes. Um, Yes, absolutely. I actually took care of my grandmother who had a vascular dementia. Um, for several years before her death Um, and um, I've had a few other relatives that were never officially diagnosed but um, given my own background I would say probably did have some dementia I'm guessing mostly vascular dementias tend to run in my family but um, having been a, a providing direct care to my grandmother that was sort of the beginning of my journey into this field um, and uh, I, I don't regret a minute of it. But I, I tell you what, it is—it is something else. It is something else to, to walk in those shoes. Yeah, it's really different
0: to talk about it. It's a whole other thing to live with it mm-hmm.
1: and, and really be mm-hmm.
0: in the trenches. Why don't you tell us about Second Wind Dreams?
1: What is it, and how okay. did it get started? So uh Second Wind Dreams um is a uh internationally known nonprofit um organization that was founded in 1997 by people. T.K. Bevel, who is a geriatric specialist, um, and um, it is dedicated to changing the perception of aging through the fulfillment of dreams and the offering of educational programs, um, including our flagship uh, sensitivity training, the Virtual Dementia Tour. Um, So the idea is that um, older adults uh, still have dreams, still have needs, still have wants and desires. And... um, uh we really need to c- create awareness and help them not only fulfill those dreams but um help people to uh realize that uh we are still viable at any age so that's our our main mission and so we have a whole variety of educational programs and um dreams uh fulfillment and and programs to uh help older adults Uh, whether or not they have dementia, to um, still uh, find their place and to uh, reduce social isolation in the community and in elder care communities as well.
0: Well, I love I love the mission, and I was honored to meet PK at one of the conferences. I I just think the dementia, the virtual dementia tour is fantastic. But let's first start out with talking about the dreams program itself. Can you tell us and maybe give us some examples of the dreams program?
1: Oh, sure. So uh, the dreams program sheds light on, you know, those positive aspects of aging I just mentioned. Uh, it's a powerful uh, way to connect society to a forgotten truth about um, older adults that, that we, it doesn't erase those hopes and dreams. So um, we do this through uh, a variety of of uh, categories of dream fulfillment. And we do this primarily for elders who live in uh um, elder care communities, however, we do have some dreams that are fulfilled for people in the community, so we have four different categories um of dreams we have um adventure dreams um where we 've had we 've had people of course you know we 've seen these in the media from different places where people will go skydiving or or um we had a um, a, a woman uh who wanted to fly the Goodyear blimp so we arranged that we've had um folks do things like drive in a, a NASCAR pace car um and all kinds of different adventure sorts of things one person wanted to ride a camel um then we have another category of family and love um we've had people who never got a chance to have a proper wedding because uh, maybe the the spouse went off to war or um something like that and so We have have dreams that are like that or reunions with family members um, and and various things like that. We have heart and soul dreams, which, um, you know, can be anything from uh, somebody who wants to hold a puppy (laughs) to uh, somebody wants to mow the lawn again. Um, You know, so some of these dreams can be very small and some can be really big. Um, We've had many people meet celebrities. Um, A fourth category is um, reliving a past experience and recreating that. And we often do those dreams with um, uh, elders who have some sort of neurocognitive issues or dementia, um, who uh, do better with reminiscing, who who are maybe not able to think so much about things in the future because their dementia is further advanced, but we give them a chance to relive those past experiences that were very meaningful to them. Um, For example, one woman we took to the ocean, to the beach, so she could get her toes in the water again. Another was a drum major um, when she was a a young lady. And we, we pulled together a band and um, handed her a baton and she got up and started, she threw her rocker to the side and started marching as if, you know, You know, she was 20 years old again, and it was just beautiful. So we have these different categories and and all kinds of things. And, um, you know, I always tell people if you want to have a good ugly cry, just you know, one event and you want something happy, go to our YouTube channel and you'll see all kinds of these dreams that have been fulfilled over the years. It's just some wonderful, wonderful stuff. Oh,
0: that's fantastic. Now, is there a limit to the number of um, dreams that you can fulfill or a number per category? How does all that work?
1: No. Yeah, no, there's no limit. Um, We have... Dream members, which are different organizations, primarily elder care communities, and sometimes it's individuals or corporations uh, that help raise the funds, and we kind of are the coordinators of those um, events, um, And um, but there is no limit. Um, some people, uh, we have some dreams that we post on our website where people can um, go and look at the different dreams, and they can uh, donate towards the f- the, those dreams happen um so it's really there is no limit we've had uh we've fulfilled um tens of thousands just i can't even tell you how many it's just tons and tons of dreams um in our almost 25 years so um i would say um the, the, the sky is the limit really so anybody who's interested could certainly get in touch with us if they wanted to to participate or or um help out in any way. So um yeah, there's no there's no limit. There's no limit by category or anything. We just we put those in the category just simply for our own organization of how to look at those things. But it's certainly um open to to any any number. Okay. So any of our listeners could call and
0: donate funds if they wanted to towards something like that to help support the Dreams program.
1: Oh abs- absolutely absolutely. We have okay. um, yeah. Yeah. We have places on the website you can call or, you know, we have lots of um, different opportunities there um, as well. Mm-hmm. OK. And, and I, go ahead. I was just going to say along with along with this, um, uh, the dreams program, there's a couple of sort of sub programs that are easy opportunities for people um one of which is called our Gifts of Light, which we do around the holidays to provide uh, gifts to elders who live in long-term care who don't have anyone, and uh, you know this may be the only gift they get. Um, but we also have a Cards of Light program, and I just wanted to say, um, take a moment to talk about that. Um, and that goes on year-round uh, for different um, different holidays and events, and people can write cards, um, and we and send them. Uh, to us and we distribute them. We have a point person in every elder care community and um, the our co- our coordinator for this program will distribute those cards. So sometimes we find that for an elder who doesn't have anyone, um, that card gets taped to their wall and that's, that's the only thing they have. So they, they get a big thrill um, out, out of getting a card that's personal to them. And uh, this year um, is um, – Alex Haley's 100th birthday year, and his family has has uh, formed a partnership with us to host a year-long Cards of Light campaign to celebrate his life and to help um, to help get more cards distributed. Um, so, if people are interested in doing that, we've had a lot of groups that civic groups, youth groups, um, all kinds of folks who get together and they make they make cards, and it's just a it's a wonderful offshoot. So there's lots of different ways dreams can happen. Okay. So question, when you mentioned personalized cards, do people get a
0: name uh-huh. and an address to send it to, or do they just do a generic and
1: send it to you and then you can label it and get it delivered? How does that work? Yeah. Yeah. So I guess, yeah, when I, I kind of misspoke when I say personal, I mean, personalized and personalized as in, typically they're handmade. Uh, but yeah, they would go to our coordinator would collect them um, and then, and then distribute it to individuals. So we don't put people's names on the card um, ahead of time. So they wouldn't be writing the card. So it's not like writing a letter to the person, but it's just a more general um, greeting that we ask people to put on the card.
0: Yeah, and and yet it's very personal to the person who is receiving it. I, I mm-hmm. get that. I just I wanted to,
1: yes. to clarify
0: mm-hmm. that. Well, how cool is that? Yeah. So if if somebody yeah. has. Um, a dream they'd like to see happen does that only happen for people in communities that are that are dream members,
1: or can anybody apply? so right now um we have two ways that can happen it's primarily um uh, elder care communities. however, we do have people in the community we have uh, an opportunity for one our some of our trainers um did our virtual dementia tour trainers who are also dream coaches, and they will work with people in the community to fulfill those dreams. So if you, so if somebody um, has a dream that they, uh, you know, or somebody that they want to have a dream fulfilled for, but they're not a member, um, they can get in touch with us, and we'll work with them, and we'll find a way to make it happen. Absolutely, absolutely. Gotcha. Wonderful, thank you. Well, let's move on
0: and talk about the Virtual Dementia Tour because those are just amazing and when those started and how those came about.
1: (laughs) Yeah, so the Virtual Dementia Tour, it's um, a scientifically proven method um, of training that um, it provides sensitivity and awareness, and it it really is a simulation of what it's like to have dementia. And um, so it limits physical and sensory abilities um, and uh, without giving away too much I say we put some equipment on and, on the per- participants and put them in an environment uh, with these components they're wearing and the environment simulate different things that happen to the brain when a person has dementia so we give them some things to do for a few minutes and then when they come out um we, we have a, what we call a debrief discussion or a wrap-up discussion where we explain what, what was going on there and uh, what it all means and how we can change our behavior to be better uh, communicators and care partners and just stewards for people who have dementia. So we have different versions of it. We have our traditional virgin version, excuse me, um, and then we have um, a community version specifically for using in the community. And, and And let me say, nobody ever has to pay to take the tour. We we want to make sure that that is a opportunity afforded to everyone. Um, we have um, a special edition for hospital staff uh, because you know, in healthcare, I think most people assume that if you're in healthcare that, you know, you have an understanding of dementia, but those of us who have, um, who are care partners or who work in the field know that that's absolutely not the case. So we developed a specific version to be done in the hospital setting for hospital staff to help them better understand what's going on with people with dementia. We have, um, we have versions that are tailored towards, um, um, families and providing um we even have a <clears throat> excuse me a self directed version for family members um and then we have a family uh service where we can have a trainer come into the home and work with that family for about 3 or 4 hours to look at um how they're providing care um not to be critical but just you know give them pointers and help them to maybe change the environment to make it more conducive and give them ideas and and connect them with support things so we have those versions. Then we also have, um, you know, talking points for different audiences, like first responders. Um, we're working on a, a mealtime version for dining services. We're working on several other versions as well. So it's a kind of a versatile tool. But the main goal, no matter what type of virtual dementia tour we're doing, uh, the main goal is always to uh, increase our own empathy, so that we can, again, be a better servant to those who have dementia by walking in their shoes and, and changing how we uh, interact with them rather than expecting that person with dementia to change their behavior, which is not possible. We know that. So that's that's it in a, in a nutshell. And it is used um, by uh, many different um, organizations, um, many different universities and colleges, hospital systems, um, all kinds of uh, um, elder care communities and all all kinds of businesses. We have several elder care um, attorneys who um, use it with their clients when they first start if they if they um, have somebody in their family with dementia. Um, so it's a great tool that's rather versatile and really does um, help create empathy. Well, I I know it
0: sure does. I've gone through it three times, and even the third mm-hmm. time when I knew what to expect. It still off centered me so much, I forgot my purse (laughs) when I was at the conference, and I had to run back down to the room and grab my purse. Oh, my gosh. It's it's very effective in terms of, you know, what a person with dementia, how they can be perceiving the world, and really – It's a very, very powerful tool, and I love that you guys are fluid in terms of your expansion of getting specific areas and areas. Like you said, you're working on meal times and mm-hmm. all of that stuff is great. I'd I'd love to talk with you further because um, the airports are even starting to think about training on yes. this, and that would be really mm-hmm. interesting. So, if that's of interest, reach out well, to me actually- afterwards.
1: Mm -hmm. yeah yeah i would love to we we did uh pk bevel who actually invented this and i I need to make sure i give her credit because she's definitely the the source behind all this um and uh one of the groups she worked with because they're this is an Atlanta-based organization, uh, has mm-hmm. worked with Delta Airlines and and routinely has run new employees through the the tour. So we've got at least one airline that's on board with it, but uh, mm-hmm. no pun intended. But um, <laughs> but yes, there's so much more, and I think yeah, getting getting uh, this in, into airport staff would be would be amazing. I would love to have a conversation about that. Definitely. Yep. For sure. Yeah.
0: From CSA to information booths uh-huh. even in the stores. So uh-huh. It would, be, it would be wonderful. <clears throat> so yeah. well again, fantastic if you have an opportunity um to attend one of the um virtual dementia tours, uh, don't pass it up. Even if you've done it before, do it again because you walk away with something uh-huh. else. I, I can attest to that um after doing it three times and i'll I'll be more than glad to do it again if i run across it and if the the line will accommodate me i don't want to take a spot away from anyone else now you you (laughs) also provide some other services um why don't we talk about some of the the other programs and things that you have as well Okay.
1: Uh, Well, let me start with the the more clinical stuff and work my way out to the fun things. Uh, One of the things that we often pair with our virtual dementia tour when we're doing it for training um, with, you know, healthcare staff or, or you know, anybody who might uh, be in more of a a direct service role, uh, we use a tool called DACE, which stands for Dementia Aware Competency Evaluation. And it's actually a tool that measures um, empathy Excuse me, empathetic, person-centered dementia care. So the focus is on um, helping uh, assess how um, staff, for example, um, change their behavior or don't change their behavior um, after they take the tour um, or do any other uh, training intervention uh, around uh, dementia care so that's a that's a nice tool that gives us some good concrete data on what's effective and what's not and so so that's one thing that we we offer um to those who are interested in purchasing uh the program uh for training purposes um more on the um, practical fund side for the rest of us um, we have a lot of uh, uh, resources for care partners we have um some um uh, online Tools that uh, can be used by anyone, whether they're professionals or um, family care partners or anyone in the community just anyone who's interested uh, we have some a uh, variety of trainings we have some visual or guided imagery um, uh, uh, offerings we have um, we do some caregiver round tables with in partnership with a r p um, and periodically put on care partner conferences and um in addition to that, uh, we have some. Uh, um, we have a program called Dementia Interpreters, and Dementia Interpreters is a um, a sort of somewhat similar but and, and yet very different uh, simulation about uh, regarding dementia, but it's focused on um, changing uh, how we communicate uh, and and helping to interpret. How people with dementia communicate because they can't always just tell us things. They can't, for example, tell us when they hurt necessarily, or, or identify everything that they're feeling and be able to articulate it. So we need to learn how to better understand them. So this is a uh, a program that was developed by our. Um, we have a partner in the United Kingdom, and uh, um, called Training to Care, and they developed this um, dementia interpreter course that's um it's a sort of a five-stage process but the first stage is uh real hands-on and it involves equipment um that blocks some of the sense sense input um and it has a series of exercises to uh try to communicate with the other participants and so it helps people to understand what those barriers to communication are and how we can um adjust and how we can uh really be detectives and learn how to um, to communicate better with people with dementia and understand what they're trying to communicate with us. So we have that program as well, which is, is relatively new. Um, and then we have um, also, uh, we have a whole department now of uh, for uh, grants because we have so many um, grants projects that we're doing in nursing homes in different states, and we're expanding this rapidly. So um, we uh, are able to offer in, The states that we have them in, um, the virtual dementia tour program and training to do it uh, provided free to nursing homes in those states. And we've done a couple of states. We finished with Georgia and North Carolina, and we are currently doing projects in Mississippi, Tennessee, and Kentucky. and And we finished one in Wisconsin, so right next door to Minnesota. We're hoping to get to Minnesota soon. Um, and we are uh, just about to start in a couple of weeks. We're starting a new one in Alabama, and, and uh, in a few months we'll be starting one in Florida as well. And we're, you know, eventually going to work way across the entire country, hopefully. Uh, but this is a way for us to be able to provide um, this training tool to um, hundreds upon hundreds of nursing homes and we all know how badly needed that is right especially right now and it's this is a very difficult time of course for nursing home staff um, as well as the residents Um, but this is a a tool that can help make make their jobs a little easier once they've taken the tour so we're, we're looking forward to that so we have all of those those things and then we have lots of um uh, you know, like the more fun opportunities like the Cards of Light that I spoke of earlier um, and, and things like that. And then we have like tons of volunteers that do all kinds of fun fundraising activities or um, visitations with groups of, of elders that have dementia and all kinds of um, smaller, you know, initiatives like that as well. So we have a variety of, of different different things that we offer to people. Oh cool. So, question yeah, question
0: yeah. on your grants. When you go into the nursing homes, is that just for staff or are family members invited to attend that
1: training as well? Uh, yeah, so the, I'm glad you asked that question. So the the initial training is for staff to get them trained. However, we we in the provision of these projects, we also train the nursing homes that are interested in our community version so that they can um so they can host events and have members of the community. But they are certainly able, we provide the training, so they're able to get their the family members or residents um, and so on can take the tour. And we've even had some of them participate in those trainings, um, uh, primarily in a volunteer capacity, but sometimes they'll come and go through it as well. So, yes, uh, we definitely um, want to make it available to them as well. Absolutely. Okay. Great. Do you do anything
0: with the with the school system? I just think, you know, we just think so much work on compassion all the way around the world. getting um, oh it gosh, into yes. the schools, I think they would absolutely one, they think it was fun because it's technology mm-hmm. and and um learning twofold. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so we do have some um of our program users who use it in um in schools in high schools um and even junior high <clears throat> and um yeah we do do see that happen on a regular basis. I myself have done it with many, many high school students, and I tell you what the teen- teenagers they they grasp the the concepts so much better and faster than adults do because I think they don't have as many. Biases i mean i I know that you know we always talk about young people having you know thinking anyone over thirty is old, but they when they go through the the tour the virtual dementia tour, they get it so much quicker, and um you know it's just it's wonderful to watch those light bulbs come on, and they have some of the best ideas of what things we could be doing differently, so absolutely we do have a lot of there's some schools that um uh, school systems who have allied health programs you know for juniors and seniors and and uh a lot of those programs have uh, schools have those the uh virtual dementia tour program as well so um you know the more we can get young people through this sooner, the more maybe we'll get people interested in in uh, uh, going into fields and careers that that serve our elders and serve particularly people with dementia so yes that is definitely a a Uh, group that we we try to connect with absolutely Absolutely. yeah I think
0: that's so important because so many of them are dealing with it within their family but the Mm -hmm. families don't Mm -hmm. share a lot of information about the disease typically it's just you know can you Mm -hmm. watch grandma or grandpa for a little while or mom or dad um, until I get home and they can feel the shift within the family and they want to help and so mm-hmm. I think that's Absolutely. Um, really important there. So kudos to you guys. I, I love that. Um, plus, the, like you said, the kids are so creative and they come up with ideas on how to enhance mm-hmm. things and look look through things, uh, look at things through different eyes there. Um, well, yeah, so we absolutely. talked a little bit about how people can can get involved. But um someone had just texted me here and they're like, Is there is there a cost or is there a training to go through to you know a volunteer and help?
1: And like, what does that look like? Mm-hmm. So it depends on, on what exactly a person is interested in doing in terms of um in general, you know, volunteers don't have to pay. We do have um so what we call a community alliances with the groups of um you know folks who want to volunteer whether they 're you know maybe faith based groups civic groups you know groups from uh different businesses that you know want to do some extra things um so there are some as groups we we do it we can uh have them do a dream. Uh, Dream Program membership, which is $100, but um, if an individual wants to volunteer or, you know, it it just depends what the opportunity is, but if they want to do, you know, uh, just some local activities, there isn't necessarily going to be a a charge for that. Um, So it it just depends on exactly what the person is interested in doing, but for the most part, no, I mean, groups may have a membership fee if they want to become, Dream members, but for most of our volunteer opportunities, no. They can just um uh tell us what they're hoping to do and we'll figure out um you know, a way to uh to work together to make that happen.
0: Absolutely. So sure. we don't
1: ever want cost to be a barrier for anyone, certainly. hmm
0: well, I love that. And I loved that you had mentioned earlier, too, that you have free tools for care partners on your site as well. And mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. that they can check out your YouTube channel to kind of see how things are being implemented as far as the Dreams program and um, the Gifts of Life and things like that. So that's neat. Mm-hmm. I, I also love that you're working international in terms of partnership with the, um, the dementia mm-hmm. interpreters, too. I think I think that says a lot about your company, and in your vision in terms of where you know where you've been and, and where you're going as
1: a whole. Anything that we haven't haven't talked about? My gosh, I don't know. I just feel like I could talk all day, but <laughs> but uh, I, think, I think we've hit most of the highlights. There is one other thing I did want to mention, though, and when I was talking about the virtual dementia tour, there was one form of it that I did not mention yet that I think is really important, um, that is new, um, and it's called the Inclusive Virtual Dementia Tour. And this particular version, um, it sort of turns it on its head. So we take people through the virtual dementia, tour, which really is a model of, you know, what we're trying to show people is not only what dementia is like but in a sort of standard maybe not so great care environment. Um, and then we take people in this version, we take them through that standard tour, but then we, we we talk to them about that experience and then we garb them back up in the equipment again and we take them through a second tour. But this time uh, we've changed the environment, we changed the way we interact, we have activities instead of tasks and all kinds of things are different. So the goal is uh, then to compare those two different experiences um, and see what a person with dementia would be experiencing in these two different types of environments and help people develop strategies for better care. So um, it's designed to be done with a, a, a you know, in, we're in a group uh, sort of workshop settings with um, about, you know, 12 to 15 people at a time. So right now the people who tend to um, do that mostly are, Administrative staff, um, people who can make decisions, people who can affect change in their organization or their, uh, you know, local systems or government. But it certainly could be for anybody. So it's an exciting new um sort of next level uh v d t that we're offering as well, so um that's something that if there's a, a group that might be interested in that, we'd love to share that information with them too but um uh, but yeah we've we've got all kinds of different things that we're offering, and we're constantly looking for new ways to serve people with dementia and uh uh, feels like we've been growing by leaps and bounds in the last couple of years, and like everybody else, pivoting, you know, with COVID and finding ways to do more things uh, virtually, um, but uh, still doing a lot of hands-on work and and with extra safety precautions too, I might add. So when we do the virtual dementia tour, even though we're it's an in-person uh, training, and and let me clarify too, when we say virtual dementia tour, that term was coined before virtual reality was something we'd ever heard of um, so it means uh so we're talking about literal dementia not not um, it's virtually like having dementia rather than it being a virtual tool but um, we are taking extra safety precautions uh, to make sure that people who take the tour are are definitely safe uh, as well so mm-hmm. anyway that there's lots of things going on and and hopefully more to come soon.
0: Oh, I love that. You know, I was thinking with the inclusive virtual events and tours, that would be fantastic, I would think, for activity directors and life enrichment directors because they're mm-hmm. the ones doing events with people to really um, oh, maybe, yes. maybe for them to be able to hone in some of their skills or, you know, share tools in, in ways to interact mm-hmm. that would be helpful um, to enhance the program uh-huh. as well. But I, I would think that association mm-hmm. Would would possibly gobble that up? Um, yeah, think, I think it would be very appropriate.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: yeah. And uh, the other thing that I think would be really good would be churches. You know, they're starting to do mm-hmm. dementia-friendly yes. mm-hmm. services, and so that might give mm-hmm. them a better idea from an event angle how how yes. to develop that as well. Well, fascinating. Absolutely. I always, I always love talking with you guys because you got so much going on, and um, you're always moving <laughs> forward, which, which is fantastic. Mm-hmm. And we need as much help out there as you can get. I would imagine if your if your listeners had ideas or connections that they thought might be helpful for a dementia tour, um,
1: a virtual dementia tour, that they could reach out to you and, and chat about that a little bit more. <laughs> Absolutely. We would love to hear that. We are always looking for new ideas and and input um, of any kind. So yeah, they're certainly welcome to talk to me or call our organization in general. Um, We have lots of people who are um, at the ready to hear anything that people want to share with us um, in terms of ideas. Absolutely. Absolutely. And don't forget, people. If you have um,
0: comments and, and kind of quotes you can give them for like the dreams program. Those are important for people to hear too. Um, so yes, you can always you can always reach out to the Second Wind uh, Dreams organization at secondwind.org. And that's all spelled out. And that's also secondwind.org. Second and <laughs> I have the phone number at 678 624 0500. Is that correct?
1: That is correct. Yes, they can call okay. that number and, and ask for a specific person or just say, This is what I want to talk about, and we'll get you to the right person. Absolutely.
0: Wonderful. Well, uh,
1: Melora, thank
0: you so much for your time today. Um, this has just been a really a positive, fun experience in terms of all you're doing, the growth, the direction you're heading. Um, I, I just really appreciate the work of, of your organization and the time that you spent with us today. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Wonderful. And for our listeners, I just want to, again, thank you. Uh, If you enjoyed this show, please like, click, or share. Uh, We don't want to be shy about this information. That's the whole reason Alzheimer Speaks exists, is to connect people to services, products, and tools. So please make sure that you are... um, that you are sharing information because there's somebody else out there that needs it too. And word of mouth, you know, is the most economical and it's the most effective. So um, please, uh, please let people know about second wind dreams. We will talk to you next week and know that all of our shows are archived. So you don't ever have to miss a one, go ahead and subscribe. We'll talk to y'all later. Have a blessed weekend. Bye-bye.